is the Go Blue Crew. Today on the Go Blue Crew, Logan Paul loses business deals with YouTube amid outcry over his Suicide Forest video. We'll have reaction and commentary on that. And of course, I'm kidding. Did you catch that, Derek? I caught it. I I was. Do you know who Logan Paul is? I do. Uh, I know the name, and I, I know a little bit of the the things going on. And I was about to log out of ZenCaster and, and have you do the show by yourself. I had I had to go to the Atlantic to find out who Logan Paul is. He's a, he's a YouTuber. I had no idea. This is so far beyond me. Of course, we're going to talk about Michigan basketball because, you know, that's what we came here to do. Uh, the Wolverines have shown some very good, encouraging stuff uh, earlier than what I feel like we usually get from teams, you know, that are going to be good under John Beeline. It seems like this part of the season that we're seeing is delayed. Are you surprised that they're playing this well this early? Uh, I was. Uh, and and as we watched them, I think, win seven in a row or, or something like that with wins home against UCLA and on the road at Texas, two teams that will more than likely uh, be in the tournament conversation and could do some damage in the tournament, I've become less and less surprised. And uh, for me, it's it's turned into, because of the close loss to Purdue last night, is, is how good could this Michigan team actually be it and no one really expected it to be a an amazing year but no one also expected it to be a, a down year it's kind of just a, a lot of question marks and with some of the things I've seen in this stretch uh, and, and a big opportunity this weekend against Michigan State uh, I, I expect them to to be a little bit better uh, than maybe going into the season uh, and what I was thinking about the team. But at the same time, I do know that there's a lot of young pieces. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are still pretty unproven to the most part. Uh, there's Mo Wagner, who is still looking for a, a couple of breakout games uh, and some big games. Uh, so I don't have really any question marks, I guess, left at this point. It's just a matter of how good can they be and what Big Ten what Big Ten teams, good teams, can they beat during the Big Ten season? And and obviously, hopefully, they make the tournament. Uh, they kind of seem like that team that can take down a giant, too. Well, look, I think this whole Logan Paul thing is just blown way over the top. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, what we saw against Purdue was very, um, I, I'm trying to think of a, a word other than encouraging. I can't think of one currently. But you get the idea. It was something that gave me a lot of hope moving forward. Not that I was worried about this team before that, but the fact that they stuck with the surging Purdue team really had a chance to win. That's just something that you know we're going to look back on, I think, towards the end of the season and recognize that as sure a loss, but a landmark game, you know, something that really helped them surge. Of course, that could all change depending on how things go against Michigan State. If they get blown out by 30, then maybe we're talking about a different narrative. But for the time being, uh, so many of our questions about this team have been answered. And it's just, it's so early. I can't get over the fact that it's so early. And I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. I'm done worrying about John Beeline teams because I look stupid every time. And most people who worry about John Beeline teams end up looking stupid every time. So I'm just here for the ride, man. And it's, it's been pretty fun. It's been fun to watch the team fight. I'm just impressed with how they've been able to rebound in a couple of games, specifically against Purdue last night. I think down almost 16 at one point. And I look at a game where they – 
uh, couldn't keep pace with North Carolina in the long run and, and have a big lead on Ohio State, blow a lead and, and have a horrible second half. Uh, I, I look at those games and then I look at this Purdue game, a team that claws back and, and goes back and forth in the final minutes, a couple of maybe changed calls from the referees away from it being a different outcome. And, and you can beat a number five team, a team in Purdue that I think could be easily a lead eight team with, with uh, the veterans they have, the playmakers they have, both young and old. They're an exciting team to watch. Uh, maybe not if, if you're used to a different styles of basketball. I don't think a lot of people outside of the Big Ten probably tune into Purdue or even have the opportunity to, but they're a team come tournament time that I think is going to turn some heads, just like Wisconsin teams in the past have. And, and I think that for them to play that well against Purdue is a good start. Uh, it's a good sign, but like you mentioned, uh, Michigan State is a, a different task. This is a Michigan State team that – at times looks like the best team in the country and at times also looks pretty beatable. They had a lot of trouble against Ohio State, a team that Michigan handled for at least one half. So be interesting to see. The matchups are obviously uh, are, are difficult because Michigan State has not only so many athletes, but so many big athletes. Uh, just with Miles Bridges, Nick Ward, and Jalen Jackson alone, those are huge guys, big playmakers, and then obviously good guard play. So I'll be curious to see what Michigan team shows up. But what I do expect, uh, especially as I see guys like Isaiah Livers and Jordan Poole, uh, not only fighting for more playing time, uh, but there's just fight in general from the team. And, and I like everything that I've seen so far at this point in the season. You mentioned Isaiah Livers and Jordan Poole, two freshmen who are doing incredible jobs. I think without them, Michigan um, is not looking as strong this early in the season. But I hope that the attention we give them doesn't take anything away from what Xavier Simpson is doing at point guard because he's turned himself into a true playmaker. You know, he he was a formidable point guard when he started to come around this season. And we looked at him and we thought, solid defense. He showed that against, I think it was, was it UCLA? He had really great defense yep. at the end of that game. And is somebody who can distribute the ball well enough, take care of the ball, do the basic things that a point guard is supposed to do. So now it's like, holy crap, you know, he hit two back-to-back huge threes against Purdue He's making he scores in the lane as well as I think any point guard that's been at Michigan recently. Uh, you know Trey Burke was obviously very good at it, but I think Burke, you know, he had a little bit of size on on Simpson. It's just incredible to see that he's been able to turn himself into something more than uh, you know a standard point guard. I mean, he's a true playmaker who I, I really hope he continues to do this kind of stuff because every John Beeline team that's had a lot of success, you can look at him and say, well, yeah, they shot the ball really well and all, all that stuff. But it all started with a playmaker at point guard. And so if Xavier Simpson can turn himself into that consistently, that's another corner that's going to be turned for this team. So I think that's something to look forward to, especially against Michigan State, but you know, as a broader trend, seeing what Xavier Simpson continues to do. Yeah, point guards have, have really been able to excel in, in John Beeline's system all the way back to Darius Morris. And I think that Xavier Simpson obviously took a while, but his opportunities were were much different. Derek Walton really turned it on last year. Uh, and a guy who had a great career overall, but really in the latter parts of, of his senior season, just really almost doing Trey Burke-like stuff 
uh, hitting big shots in tournament games and a shot away from helping Michigan beat uh, an Oregon team after beating a very good Louisville team. Uh, Xavier Simpson has a ways to go, but 15 points last night. Again, those back-to-back three-pointers that really brought Michigan back in the game. Uh, I, I think that he is going to continue to excel as he gets comfortable, as he gets more playing time and more experience, and still obviously very young. I expect him to to kind of have those uh, those those late late season uh, big games. For me, Tyler, I'm really just all, my eyes are on uh, on Mo Wagner. We talked in our last show uh, about kind of maybe three guys that we looked uh, to see. We wanted to see things from. Mo Wagner for me is a guy who, at some point, uh, his his draft stock is hurting right now. But at some point, if he wants to be uh, drafted as a lottery pick or even in just the first round, he needs to turn it on every single night consistently. And and this weekend is an opportunity for him to start. Someone in the in the conversation on ESPN said Michigan wins because Mo Wagner scores thirty two. I would say that, one, it's going to be tough for Michigan to beat Michigan State on the road, and Mo Wagner scoring 32, especially when the Big Ten sometimes only scores 50, 60 points in games. Maybe a little bit of a long shot, but I do need to see Mo Wagner have a huge game for me to have that extra confidence moving forward as I watch the Wolverines. Yeah, Mo Wagner is somebody who you feel like you you can count on him to show up in big moments. But he hasn't done it enough times that it's in the back of your head that, you know, Michigan may have to do this virtually without him. And that's sort of the way it felt against Purdue. I mean, he, uh, you know, he had a decent start and then kind of faded away and had a huge foul late in the game. You know, whether whether you think the ref should have called it or not, um, I thought it was, you know, he had his offhand basically wrapped around Isaac Haas, whatever. We could, you know, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but, um, you know, Wagner is definitely one of those pieces who you, you feel like if Michigan's going to really excel, he has to be at least one of the sparks. So, you know, if he goes out and scores 32 against Michigan State, heck, like I'm there for it and I'll be really excited. But um, at the same time, it just feels like, you know, Michigan is, is going to have to figure out how to win a couple games at least without him. And they damn near did it against Purdue. We'll see what happens against uh, Michigan State, but you know, it's just it's one of those. It's not a toss-up because you feel like you can depend on him, but at the same time, you've seen it happen enough where you're not sure exactly which way to swing. Yeah, when I when I look at him so far this season, he's he's obviously still putting up points. He's averaging almost 14 a game, but he's taking more shots. Uh, and his percentages are down, whether it's field goal percentage or, or three-point percentage, even free-throw percentage. His rebounds are up, which is good. I feel like he's been more physical. Uh, I, I think he, he's being more aggressive. But at times, uh, even that late controversial call last night, I mean, just not putting your hand on on Haas there uh, makes him uh, causes him to make a, a tougher shot. And there were plenty of times where Isaac Haas was very bothered by either Teske or or uh, or Mo Wagner, and and I think that obviously you don't follow him, you don't give him freebies at the line. Uh, but 
I, I do I do think that he's got to be one more consistent and two more efficient because uh, when you're when you're putting up more shots, uh, he's putting up a lot more threes this year. It feels like uh, he was one for four last night. It's not horrible. Uh, not every shooter is always going to have a good night. If you want to talk about shooters, and you could focus on Duncan Robinson forever, but I, I think this weekend is really important because of uh, of what. Michigan State has and the and the size advantage they seem to have and and I think that if Mo Wagner's playing well, it obviously helps Michigan this weekend because I don't expect John Teske to come out and, and score 15 points on the road. I expect him to play solid defense and hold his own because he has to, uh, and it could be to the point where where Michigan might even try two bigs just because of, of all the looks that Michigan State can throw at you uh, with with three bigs. So it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, for Mo Wagner to have a, a 25-, 30-point game, uh, something that I'm waiting for and, and hoping that he can continue to get better as the season goes on, not only just for, for Michigan's purposes, but I like to see him succeed at the next level as well. It's fun watching these Michigan players get drafted uh, year after year, and, and so I look forward to seeing even more from him this season. All right, I have uh, two topics in mind. One of them is kind of sad, I guess. The other is a little more thoughtful. Which one do you want to hear? Let's start with sad. I like ending shows on a positive note. We used to end so sadly, and, and we kind of got over that. That was all that. you. That was all you. It, ending it on a sad It used note. to be. It used to be. You're right. All right, we'll go thoughtful. It seems like, as Michigan fans, we've come to expect a point in the season where the Wolverines fall off and even get to the point where you're wondering, are they even going to make the NCAA tournament? No such thing has happened so far. Am I right in saying that we're kind of just waiting for it at this point? Like we're waiting for that two, maybe even three week slump that makes you question everything you thought you knew about this team. Um, I don't really know if waiting for it would be, would be right or expecting it or, or however you want to word it. But what I will say is we are entering territory where uh, you're you're getting pretty close. I mean, that loss, I don't think that's a bad loss to Purdue. Uh, it's, it's something that you could have won, and obviously that helps. But, yeah, now you're traveling on the road to Michigan State, and then you host Maryland at Nebraska against Rutgers, and then at Purdue – yeah, you've got to win. I would say you've, you've definitely got to win those middle games. If you drop to MSU and if you can't beat Purdue on the road, a team that obviously you, you played really well in the second half just to keep pace with them, they shot incredibly. So that obviously helped out Purdue. But yeah, you're entering that territory where you drop to Michigan State and maybe lose to either Maryland or Nebraska. Then I think fans definitely start to question, hey, now, do we get ahead of ourselves uh, this is what we were expecting to feel a month ago or, or in November or whatever, whenever you were expecting to feel it. Now we're not as confident, but uh, a win this weekend, obviously, I think proves that Michigan has a legitimate shot to do something uh, pretty outstanding in the Big Ten this year. Uh, a loss, you've just got to hope that they can rally together the home game against Maryland two days later, uh, and then obviously take care of business against Nebraska and Rutgers and prepare for another big opportunity uh, to face probably still a top 10 Purdue team on the road. So I have confidence that Michigan uh, will win three out of the next five. Uh, for them to win four out of the next five would obviously help their tournament case, will help their confidence moving forward, and and ultimately help them stay near the top of the Big Ten race. 
Yeah, if they can take four out of the next five, that obviously means either beating Purdue or Michigan State on the road. Right now, they're they're both top five teams. I think um, there might be a little bit taken away from a potential win over Michigan State right now because of the way they played against Ohio State. And I, I'm not saying that'd be right. I just think the way we tend to analyze things, uh, especially from a national perspective, it might be tempting to look at the Spartans' loss to Ohio State and say, well, you know, we, we thought we had this team figured out. Clearly, we don't. Good win for Michigan, but but nothing that's going to turn the tables for them. That's just I guess. Um, but, yeah, four out of the next five would be absolutely fantastic. So are you ready to go on to the more thoughtful discussion? I think it's, it's just a guess here, but I think it's something that you're going to have some opinions about. Yeah, I, I will say I think you said thoughtful when you said the sad thing, so I was confused. So – to clarify, the first thing was the sad thing. Did I? Did I? I think you that? said we'll go with you. Like you said, we'll go with thought balls. Like I just picked sad, but <laughs> yeah. But then it sounded sad, so then I started really worrying. Like, okay. dang, what's the sad? Yes, I'm ready for the thoughtful. Yes, I, I'm excited. I, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I took you for a ride. You did. Okay, the thoughtful thing. I'll I'll throw it to you right away. What's the thing? What's going on with Duncan Robinson and Isaiah Livers? What's going on? Honestly, it's going to be tough for Isaiah Livers to start just because the sample size is still so small. And I do believe that Duncan Robinson brings some nice things to the basketball court for Michigan, uh, especially in that first run they made. Uh, he had a, a layup. Uh, he also got to the line and hit two free throws. Uh, and that kind of started their first run to, to bring it closer before the half ended. So I think that Duncan Robinson still has – uh, a lot of good things to bring to the basketball court, but it's only a matter of time. If Isaiah Livers plays uh, as mature as he played last night, uh, he was a lockdown defender. He was hitting big shots. Uh, he was getting to the basket. All around players are, are not something that, that John Beeline has had a bunch of. Uh, and I think that when you look at an Isaiah Livers, uh, obviously just a freshman, uh, someone who uh, has some height at six seven. Uh, very skilled, and it looks like he has a high ceiling. I would not be surprised if John Beeline makes the move to to start Isaiah Livers at some point because I do also think that Duncan Robinson uh, can be effective off the bench. He has been uh, earlier in his career. Uh, and, and for Duncan Robinson, he can do a lot, but coming down and knocking down shots is still primarily what you need him to do. Uh, he can easily come in in relief of Isaiah Livers and do that off the bench. So I would say that that change happens soon. I'm not sure it happens on the road at Michigan State, just because I think John Beeline wants guys that have been in that position before. Okay, I'm I'm on the side of Isaiah Livers. I think he brings a lot more to the table than Duncan Robinson. If Robinson isn't knocking down threes, what's he doing? You know, what value does he bring? You mentioned the layup and the couple free throws. You're telling me Isaiah Livers can't make a layup and hit a couple free throws? At least he did something. It's not like people talk about him like they talked about Zach Irvin until Zach Irvin finally shut us all up and said, hey, like I'm not useless. I don't think Duncan Robinson's useless, but yes, I'm I'm full on Isaiah Livers. I, I just don't think Beeline will make that decision just yet. I mean, it took him a while even to start Xavier Simpson, and, and people are still questioning that. I do like the analogy to, to Zach Irvin because uh, if you remember last year when we were talking about Irvin and, and fans were so angry at him, I said, one, you know, who's going to step up in his place? 
but two, he brings more value than his shot making ability. His his biggest criticism was that he he just wasn't making shots. Well, he brings more to the table than that. In my opinion, Duncan Robinson just doesn't bring enough to the table outside of his shot making ability to justify giving him minutes over Isaiah Livers right now. So that's where I think they differ. You know, it's not like Duncan Robinson's coming out here missing shots, but hey, look, he's a lockdown defender and he he's a good distributor and he takes care of the ball. That's just that's not very true. But of Isaiah Livers, that is true. If he came out and was having a hard time hitting his shots, you wouldn't have to look very far to find another area in the game where he adds value to the team. So that's my case for Isaiah Livers over Duncan Robinson. Of course, Robinson could come out against Michigan State, score instead of Mo Wagner. You know, Duncan Robinson could score 32 points. Or I mean, I guess I hope they both score 32 points. But he could come out and shut us up, and and this could be a discussion that we regret having, or at least on my end. I guess you're a little more uh, in the middle. I, I I'm just definitely in Isaiah Livers' corner. Yeah, I think I think one of the points too to make is I, I agree, and I think that Isaiah Livers is more useful on the court and brings more uh, to John Beeline's offense, and less Duncan Robinson is uh, making everything from deep. Uh, but like you saw last night, John Beeline turned to the player who was making the biggest difference. That's why Isaiah Livers finished the game. And so I don't know if starting really matters at this point. But yes, down the road, I think Isaiah Livers will ultimately start. But you're right. Uh, any guy can can come out. Michigan is a, a team full of shooters. Any guy, including Duncan Robinson, uh, can hit open shots. He's still going to have his opportunities, whether starting, whether off the bench. And yeah, if he hits back-to-back threes, then... Then he's out there, and that's a six-point swing that obviously favors in the momentum of of the Wolverines who will use and want to be able to take advantage of any momentum they get this week. I'm excited for the game. I think, obviously, that it's going to be a tough one. And just kind of to wrap up, looking at the schedule, I've gotten so much more confidence in the stretch of games that we've watched that there's only two games on the schedule um, that I think that Michigan is really up against the wall against, and that's this weekend at MSU and at Purdue. I think that they can beat teams like Maryland, Nebraska, Rutgers. I think they can beat Ohio State at home uh, just because they've played them one time already and, and obviously uh, will we'll look to uh, to get that revenge. And uh, We've both talked about in the last show, Wisconsin, don't count them out. They're a team that can rise. But when I look at Minnesota's and Northwestern's, uh, down Wisconsin, Penn State's, I mean, another Iowa matchup at home this time. Michigan could could win all but two games with how well they've been playing. It's just a matter of do they keep up uh, all of the positive things we've seen? Do they win the games they're supposed to? And can they knock off teams when it matters? Because when it comes to the Big Ten tournament, as we saw last year, people kind of counted them out. Uh, they run through it, make the tournament have uh, two big wins and almost a third big win in the NCAA tournament. Uh, obviously, this is a team who who turns it on late. I think what we're impressed with is they've turned it on early, uh, and it could be a, a way better season than, than we would have imagined maybe going into this. And so I'm uh, excited to see how it plays out. And obviously, uh, even though we're already 18 games in, it seems like there's a long season left ahead of us, and it's going to be fun to watch. All right. I think that's a good note to end on. If you want to check out more shows, you can find us on Wolverine Sounds on iTunes. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and you can even go to Wolverine Sounds 
com. So uh, thanks for listening. Go Blue. Remember to check back for more Logan Paul news. Go Blue.